Testing, testing, one, two, three. Testing, testing, one, two, three. We are on the air. This is Thesis. Three, two, one. We are on the air. This is Thesis. Everything is everything. I am your host, Jay Marie. How are you doing out there? <clears throat> Coming to you live from Gettysburg. Hope you are doing well. Hope you are safe. Hope you are healthy. I want to thank you for showing up today and spending some time with us today. Thank you. Thank you. I want to welcome all our new listeners uh, throughout the world and America. Este, you know, we're here hanging out. It was a good day. Um, pretty similar. I just got back from running. <laughs> but y'all don't want to hear that. All right. So today I wanted to talk to you about uh, the media. All right. So we know that the... We know that uh, America is on fire, and there's a lot of craziness going on. Uh, a lot of things that have happened um, past week or so, past couple of weeks, past several months actually. But things are getting heavy. Um, there was a shooting in Portland, uh, where it seems like a couple of guys were just walking down the street, and um, a couple of uh, uh, well, the guy they, he says he's an Antifa person spotted them and said there's a couple of Trumpers and just went up to them zero confrontation zero words or anything and shot the guy twice in the chest they fell over and died pretty pretty quickly and then they took off running um, that was in Portland um, this this situation is getting out of hand, uh, but we're gonna go back. We're gonna come back to that. But that's the big that's the big story here uh, happening. I think that happened on Saturday. Forgive me, I don't have it in front of me, but I think it was on Saturday. But what I wanted to talk about is the media. Um, you know, we have we hear this term a lot lately, the whole fake news terminology, right? And it's like a big joke you know fake news and you know we can laugh about it or whatever but you know media is very powerful media has a lot of power uh, news um, agencies have power broadcast TV cable TV you know they have power uh, in messaging you know and um, I think we should be aware of that now you know we when we think of media and like you know people say you know, the, it's because it's a little confusing. You could say fake news or whatever, right? And it's like, ah, like some sort of conspiracy theory or whatever. But, you know, if, if there's dishonesty, let's say in journalism, right? Or, or blatant um, partisan or what, partisanship or whatever, you know, it can, it can, it can taint um, actual reporting of, of news or, or whatever, right? All right, so... The reason I wanted to concentrate on media today is because, you know, there's there's something going on around us, and I think that we want to be aware of it. Um, I want to point out some things that I can see happening, and basically how we do here is just point them out and look at them and examine them and see what we could come up with, okay? Uh, so first of all, so we've all heard of subliminal messages. Back in the day, it was something big, you know, um, the, there's a bunch of ways that it could be done. Uh, but apparently the subconscious mind can pick up messages that our, let's say our sensory, our auditory sensory, we can't hear it, but our subconscious does or whatever, right? In patterns or, 
or low tones or whatever. There's a bunch of different, I'm sure there's a bunch of different ways that this stuff can be accomplished. Um, but anyhow, so it's an actual thing. It's a scientific thing. So I asked Google something. Well, it wasn't even actually a question, but uh, here, let's do it together. And let's see what Google tells us, okay? Oops, sorry. Um, here we go. Subliminal suggestion through repetition. According to subliminal pro messages, somewhat akin to indoctrination or brainwashing, repeating something often enough can break through the conscious mind's barriers and become accepted by the subconscious mind. Repeating something helps to embed a message or send a signal of programming and if this repeated enough it is eventually accepted as the truth. Okay, so this is, this is a psychological thing. You know, the way the mind works, right? And see, um, repetition, uh, like, like it said, um, repeating something helps to embed a message or send a signal of programming. And if this is repeated enough, it is eventually accepted as the truth. You know, um, I, I've brought up the... I've brought this up before when we kind of get into a little bit about politics or stuff about how some of these folks that are involved in, in organizing or politics, or whatever, that they're really smart, you know, they know psychology, they know marketing, they know messaging, they know all of that. They're very smart and they craft messages um, to, to, you know, very precisely, you know, um, and then when we think about re repetition, right, you know, I personally do not watch broadcast TV. I do not watch cable TV. You know, I get my news through through different sources online, you know, but I do not watch cable news, right? Because it's all the same thing. Okay, we're going to we're going to get into that here in a bit also. But so remember remember what remember what what, what Google just told us, right? Uh, about repetition that it eventually the mind eventually thinks it's true. Now, why do I bring that up? Because I don't know if you're aware, or maybe you are aware, or maybe we're not aware, um, of how the media repeats certain terms, certain terminology, certain words, in ways that that are very, like I uh, like I said earlier, very precise in what what message they're trying to portray, right? Through repetition and through whatever. So there's some examples out there um, of this of this happening um in the media and you know someone put a little something together and i wanted to share that with you guys just so we can see that okay something's going on here okay so uh let's go ahead and check this out and see what you guys Antonio's Jessica think Headley. about this. And I'm Ryan Wolf. Our, our greatest, greatest responsibility, responsibility is to, to serve our, our Treasure Valley communities. The El Paso Las Cruces communities. Eastern Iowa communities. Mid-Michigan communities. We are extremely proud of the quality, balanced journalism that CBS 4 News produces. But we are concerned about Plaguing our country. The sharing of biased and false news has become all too common on social media. More alarming, some media outlets publish these same fake stories 
without checking facts first. The sharing of biased and false, false news has, has become, become all too common, common on, on social, social media. media. More alarming, more alarming this is extremely dangerous to our democracy. 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 I couldn't say it better myself. So what is going on here? Right? Why? Why do news networks work this way? And if they do, now this message, whatever the message was about, right? They're trying to, I don't know, fake news, whatever, right? But what inspired them to all have to read from a script, right? It must have came from the top, fine. From the top of Sinclair or whoever it was that made them read this statement. But if they do that here, in this perfect clear example could we not at least maybe come to the realization or, or a conclusion that says okay maybe they do that more often than what we're aware of right um, well I mean they do and there's plenty of examples out there um, somebody put some more clips together actually one of these I think was from the the night the daily show the night show somewhere so you're going to hear some laughter in the background or whatever, but this is just more example of how media, news media, uh, cable media and stuff repeat the same words. And mind you, all these different voices that you heard were different stations in different cities, you know, because I'm watching it on video while you're listening to the audio here. And, and each different voice is a different broadcast, a different city or whatever. And, you know, the, the screen was filled with, with you know, all the different, when you heard all the voices together, it showed every single cube, every little square with a bunch of, you know. Anyway, here goes some more examples uh, we're going to listen to. Um, and I'll jump in and out because this one's kind of long, but just, you know, to give an example. Because what we're examining is what the media does, okay? What does the media do to us? And should we be concerned? or uh, First, we need to be aware, right? Uh, and then should we be concerned, right? Okay, so let's see what we got here. Or the couch from a desk or the couch from a desk or a couch it's from a desk or your couch from the desk or the couch from your desk or the couch from a desk or the couch from a desk or a couch from your desk or the couch from a desk or the couch from a desk or couch from a desk or the couch from a desk or even the couch from a desk or the couch joy from a desk or a couch from a desk or the couch from a desk or the couch or wherever you like as long as you got internet who are you really shopping for this holiday season it's okay you can admit it if you bought an item or two or ten for yourself well it's okay you can admit it if you have bought an item or two or maybe ten 
for yourself. It's okay. You can admit it. You bought an item or two or ten for yourself. It's okay. You can admit it if you bought an item or two or ten for yourself. It's okay. You can admit it if you bought an item or two or ten for yourself. It's okay. You can admit it if you bought an item or two. You know, this is, it, it's even to the point to where it's, it's almost uh, even ridiculous, you know, um, concerning maybe, <laughs> right? I don't know, but um, this is something a little more modern here. Let's see, uh, not modern, but um, um, here, let's just uh, keep going and see what we, see what we got here. Breaking news, a bombshell. Today is a turning point. Today was historically bad for February President Trump today. February 2017. Was a turning point. We're at a turning point here. April the beginning of the end for the Trump presidency. We have another bombshell. May 2017. have to assume the office of the presidency. Rumblings of the word impeachment. Breaking news. Another bombshell out of the White House. I believe this is the beginning of the end. I do too. It's really the beginning of the end. June 2017. All the walls closing in on him. The walls closing in. In on him. Breaking news, a new bomb August 2017. Says this means the beginning of the end for President Donald Trump. Trump will resign. Trump is going to resign. Is this the tipping point? I know we've said it over and over. You think this is a tipping point? And over and over. This is a tipping point. And over and over. Breaking news, President Trump off the rails. This is the beginning of the end today. This is the beginning of the end. Breaking news tonight, new bombshell. This is the beginning of the end. September 2017. The walls are closing in. The walls closing in. The walls closing in. Breaking overnight bombshell. This is a very dramatic day, and I think it might be near a tipping point. Do you think this is a tipping point? December 1st, 2017, you can mark it down. This is the day that everything changed. The beginning of the end? The beginning of the end. 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 We begin tonight with the bombshell. Donald Trump January is in a lot of trouble. 20, Trump is in trouble. The president 18. will resign. Another hour, another February. bombshell. This is a tipping point. Trump's going down. This president March. could be impeached. Resignation. Resignation. April. I don't think this president is going to serve out May. his term. Mr. Trump will not serve out his term. He will not serve out his term. No way. No how. Breaking news. An absolute bond. Donald Trump is not. He's done. And it's June over. It's over. The walls closing in. Oh, the walls closing in. This July is going to be the Achilles Hill. Breaking news tonight. I expect Trump to depart. August. This week will be the watershed week. Trump is in big trouble. Trump's in a lot of trouble. It's a sign of a terrified old man who feels the walls closing in. The walls are increasingly closing in on him. Tonight, the walls are closing in. Today changed everything. This is the beginning of the end. Today, the biggest tipping point for the Trump administration. What a historic day. The bomb He's underwater. He feels the September. walls closing in. Turning point. We may be at a tipping point. It's the beginning of the end. The beginning of the end. Another bombshell. 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 This is a bombshell. Hi, I'm Fox Senate. Antonio's just bombshell. Okay, so never mind that they were talking about Trump, but did you notice? You know, so remove Trump, right? But notice the rep the rep the repetitive. And these were different stations, different commentators, different, um, you know, people, right? Uh, repeating very similar stuff over and over and over throughout the three years. Uh, we went through, I think, almost three years there through in, the, in that in the video clips. Uh, and like I said, never mind the Trump thing, but the repetitiveness, right? The put it in the pushing in your face, the breaking news, and the uh oh, and the uh oh, and it's sort of similar. No, so see, I'm um, this is okay. It's okay. We're not lost. We're heading somewhere because we're gonna. I'm gonna share something else with you. Um, 
that breaks down a little bit more philosophically what the media is doing. Um, we're going to get into that in a bit. But see the repetitiveness. Um, now the reason I wanted to point what the media does is because of what's going on in, in America in recent weeks. Okay, and specifically what happened this week um, um, on Saturday with, with the guy that got shot, right, for no reason. So, you know, when I, when I first heard, when I first saw it, it come over my feed and I opened the article and I read it, my understanding by the first article that I read was that there was some sort of scuffle between Antifa and these Patriot Prayer guys and somebody got shot. That was the way it was reported. That is the way I saw it come across the feed, and I can't remember what, you know, what source it was. So I was like, wow, man, that shit sucks, right? So then I saw that there was a video of the shooting. Okay, so I clicked the video, and I was confused because I didn't see a fight. I didn't see nothing. It looked calm. I didn't hear screaming. You heard somebody say something, um, and then you heard two gunshots, and you see somebody take off running. No, no arguing. There wasn't a fight. You know, there wasn't an Antifa versus Patriot people fighting or nothing. Two guys, it seems like two guys were walking down the street, maybe on their way to the car or whatever. Now, mind you, he's given a statement and he's, um, he's been interviewed and I have not listened to the interview. I just saw some excerpts from what he said. And he basically said, we're walking and these two dudes, you know, he heard two guys say, hey, there's two Trumpers right there. Get the strap. And then he said before he knew it, you know, he heard two shots and he checked, you know, he checked himself because the guy took off running and he and he checked himself and he said, OK, he noticed that he wasn't shot. But then he looked over and his partner was on the floor. And I mean, basically dead within, you know, seconds, you know. So the reason I bring that up is because, you know, when you turn on your your mainstream, you know, your cable media. um. You know, you hear how how Trump supporters are Nazis or racist and all of this stuff, right? So, if 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 you characterize Trump supporters as Nazis, as racist, as deplorables, as whatever, then you demean them to where people who who you demean them to where they can be seen as less than. We've talked about that before in earlier episodes about seeing someone less than. So see, these two guys are in the car or whatever they're doing. They see two white guys with Patriot prayer hats or some sort of emblem on their shirts or something that clearly let them know that they were, let's say, on the opposite side, on the right side, right? So let's say Antifa is left, Patriot people are right, whatever. So they see these two guys. There goes two Trumpers right there. No words are exchanged, no nothing. Boom, shot him twice in the chest. It's the, and the media, I believe, in my opinion, has blood on their hands. Because the constant narrative day after day on the mainstream media, in cable media, in, in, in these big media um, outlets, is that, that, first of all, that America is systemically racist, right? That all white people are racist. Right, especially Trump supporters are racist. Anybody with an American flag, anybody with a with a with a back to blue flag, anything like that, it, they're fair game, basically. 
because they are demeaned constantly over and over, day after day, day after day, as racist. And if somebody is a racist, if somebody is a neo-Nazi, right? If somebody is a white supremacist, a white supremacist, then I mean, their life doesn't matter. I mean, shit. That's why it's okay uh, to punch a Nazi because a Nazi's life doesn't matter, right? So, see the perception, but uh, on with people out on the street, um, is that is that well, at least some people think this way. That, that Trump supporters are racist or whatever, right? So we have what happened the other night, you know? The, and the media, the media carries a lot of blame, a lot of blame because of what they do, you know? It's the, and it's like, who holds them to account? How do we hold them to account? I mean... I personally hold them to account by not paying for their service, no cable service, or none of that stuff. That's how I hold them to account. But they never get called out. They never get called out for misrepresenting things. You know? Now, this whole Kyle Rittenhouse thing, notice how they're really quiet now. Why? Because the evidence speaks for itself. That's why. The truth rises to the top. And the messaging is, that's why we talked about messaging, is so important and getting out ahead of it early is important. And that was the good thing about what happened to Kyle was that other patriots got ahead of it really quick, put it all together, and boom, there was no denying what happened, happened. Okay? But see, there's a lot of crafty people out there on the left, on the radical left, that put this messaging out real quick and try to push it. And sure enough... Uh, big media outlets and conglomerates, they jump on some of this stuff before they even verify. And that is the kind of prob things that can cause problems on the streets and uh, what we are seeing right now. I mean, did you know that at least like 90 people have died in the riots all across America in the past couple months? How come we don't hear about people that die, collateral damage? I mean, all them buildings burning, you're telling me nobody was in any of them buildings? How come the media doesn't report on that? No, but they'll constantly tell you how America is racist. They'll constantly tell you how you'll never make it because you're not white. They'll constantly tell you that Trump supporters are racist and the white nationalists and the this and the that and the Ku Klux Klan and over and over and over and over and over. And they bring people on who say the stupidest shit about how some, some millionaire-ass basketball dude, coach, whatever, talking about how hard it is to be a black man. Motherfucker, you're a billionaire. You made it. You fucking made it. And you're talking shit over here. That's the kind of poison that is spreading through society and is going to cause some serious, serious shit down the road. We're already seeing it. We're already seeing it. The stuff has to stop because this is a battle that the left will lose. You know, this isn't a, a um, I'm not, you know, this isn't a, 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 a bloviation of something. This is just what it is. The anarchists don't care. They are anarchists. They want disorder. They want chaos. They want us at each other's throats. They don't care. They're going to use any tactics to have us at each other's throats. You know, I'm Hispanic. 
I'm a Republican. I vote, I'm sorry, I'm Hispanic, I'm a conservative, I vote Republican. So, in the eyes of, let's say, the radical left, I am uh, the enemy. I'm a sellout. I'm an Uncle Julio. Why? Because I don't think the way I'm supposed to think. I don't vote the way I'm supposed to vote. See? Therefore, I am less than. Therefore, I, I, it's okay to punch me or to beat my head in or whatever. And nowadays, to shoot. Why? Because you're... You're just a freaking racist, right? Things are getting out of control. Things can get out of control. And no thanks to the media. No thanks. They, they don't do nothing. They don't do nothing to try to quell, to try to, to try to bring out some wisdom to the people. Nothing. Nope. Just bring people on to incite more... Um, um, racial strife amongst each other, you know, amongst us, uh, wanting to have us against each other, whites against blacks and browns against this one and that one and everybody, everything, everywhere, everybody's supposed to be against everybody, right? That's what they want, that's chaos, that's the kind of chaos that the anarchists want, Antifa people are anarchists, yeah, they're they are, um, you know, socialists and stuff like that. But I mean, you remember we read Marx, right? So you need uh, despotic inroads to achieve, to take over and to destroy the current uh, society. So that's where the chaos comes in. You have to have chaos. But see, the American people are getting tired, are getting tired of what's going on. And I, I just think that, um, you know, I mean, we have an election coming here in two months, a presidential election. But it's not just to determine the presidency, of course. I mean, we have uh, elections all across the country for all kinds of offices and governorships and House representatives and Senate seats and all kinds of stuff in two months. And... Uh, you know, what better way to really get a gauge of the people, um, of the current status <laughs> of, of situation in America, uh, than by seeing how they vote. You know, um, for some reason, like I, I've talked about this before, is that these smart people, these, these, um, you know, social planners and these, whoever, whatever you want to call them, like, they're really, they're, they are really counting on your ignorance. Same with the media, same with the politicians. That's why they say the type of stuff that they say. And that's why they repeat it over and over and over. That's why they repeat it over and over and over. That is no mistake that is no coincidence no that is it is not a mistake it is not a mistake subliminal suggestions through repetition according to subliminal pro messages Somewhat akin to indoctrination or brainwashing, repeating something often enough can break through the conscious mind's barriers and become accepted by the subconscious mind. 
Repeating something helps to embed a message or send a signal of programming and if this repeated enough it is eventually accepted as the truth. Right? So, when, when we see a media um, that, that behaves the way it does, I mean the next logical conclusion I mean, it's either, I mean, I mean, it's just, what the hell, right? Let's just say, what the hell's going on? Why? Why? Why the repetitiveness? Why these messages? Why this, this, this specific messaging right now, especially right now about racism and the, the, you know, the, the division in the country and this and that and brown skin and this is a racism, 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 all over and all the time, all the time, all the time. Like, Why? Well, we know why. Alright, let's see what these fuckers got to say here. Now, mind you, I'm playing these videos because these are recent things that we can look at and examine them freshly. Examples right in front of our face, right? So, yes, I think on this next video, they are going to be talking about Trump. But I just want you to keep in mind, never... Let's just hear what they got to say, okay? And we'll go from there dishonorable fact of the president's betrayal of his oath of office. The president has been exposed violating his oath of office. The president of the United States has betrayed his oath of office. Violations of his oath to the Constitution. Unprecedented breach of the oath of office. Betrayals of his oath of office. The president has admitted enough. We have got enough information at this point. He's already confirmed what he's done in broad daylight. We've basically got a confession. He's already confessed to this crime. The president has already admitted. The president admits he did it. The White House and the State Department continue to orchestrate this massive cover-up. We are watching a cover-up by the president of the United States. They've been in the business of trying to cover up. Implicated in a cover-up. There's a cover-up. The cover-up, the attempted cover-up. To interfere with the Congress's ability to called before it relevant witnesses will be considered as evidence of obstruction. Trump's strategy, it's pretty clear. Obstruct, deflect, confuse. Obstructing justice, refusing to comply with the congressional inquiry. It is obstruction of justice. It's bribery. A lot of the committees have documented obstruction of justice. All of this obstruction from the White House and from the president specifically. He's using the abuse of power and every element of the, the presidency. The heart. Of the abuse of power. This gross abuse of power. You could say it was an abuse of uh, power. There has been an abuse, abuse of, of power. power. Abuse of power. And that is an obviously impeachable abuse of power. And uh, fake news. <laughs> so I think we're starting to get the picture here a little bit, right? About, about media and how they behave themselves. And maybe what we should be expecting from them. What more we should be expecting from them or something like that. You know, they're, they're, they should be trusted resources for information, right? And news and stuff like that. We would hope. Uh, and of course, like, hey, we're, this is thesis. People are imperfect. I know people are imperfect. Right. But if at the core of your organization, if at the top of the organization, if within the organization there is like minded people with groupthink and similar um, uh, um, political leanings or ideologies, I mean, what do we what are we going to what kind of 
uh, reporting can we expect out of a a organization like that, right? Because because like I said, this isn't about rah rah Trump. It's just more about what media does. You know, the constant beating down, and and never mind just Trump, because a lot of the media's aggression is is aimed toward uh, sure towards him, but towards his supporters. You know, the whole thing that that um you know that trump supporters are racist and white nationalists and like all this crazy stuff that if of course if it's repeated over and over and over people are going to start believing it that is a tactic that is a tactic right sun tzu says uh, uh forgive me for not quoting it exactly but you know be where you where your enemy doesn't expect you to be right so where are they? Um, these, these, because mind you, this is a battle. This is an ideological battle. You know, that that we that we that we're that's that's a constant thing. And now it's an ideological battle that happens in the media, in politics, here amongst ourselves, and and in sports nowadays, and everything. Right. So see, this is an ideological battle, and the tactic is be where your enemy doesn't expect you to be. Right. In the messaging or in the media, because media is supposed to be, you know, free, free media, freedom of the press, and and uh, objective, uh, objective truth, and you know, uh, stuff like that, right? That's what the media is supposed to be. That's what we expect. That's what we, that's what Americans and and your in persons, people throughout the world. But that's what they expect from a media source, a news source, right? Este. Um, you know, so, so we, we could think of, of, of things like, for instance, 9-11, boom, some planes crashed, we were attacked, shit was happening, that is news, breaking news, worthy of being on the TV screen so we could get to the bottom of stuff that's going on, but then there's other stuff that is called news, breaking news, right, earlier we heard bombshell this and bombshell that, and, um, uh, email or whatever, right? So it's the sensationalism of whatever this breaking news is with this this huge story that's about to change everything. And you see, earlier on that video, they were going through a timeline month after month after month, July, August, September, 2017, 18, 19, right? And they were saying the same thing. Uh-oh, the wheels are coming off. And uh-oh, boxed in and get in the corner. And this might be it. And this might be it. Repetition, repetition, repetition. Why? So the person out there who hears this stuff constantly because they're not paying no mind because they're busy with the children and because they're just, you know, trying to make a living or whatever. And see, remember, the word ignorant is not a, it's not a, ignorant or ignorance is not a bad word, right? I'm ignorant of a lot of things. Ignorant means that you just don't know, right? So, the media is willing uh, to put their money on your ignorance. So when you hear this stuff being repeated from different sources, the exact same wording, in your subconscious, you're taking this in as truth. Remember what Google told us earlier, right? Through repetition, then it, the subconscious eventually takes it as the truth. Remember, this is scientific. This is psychology this is uh, the sub the sub subconscious mind okay now media 
you know, so we have events, right? Events that are true news. Then we have events that aren't really news at all. Like, uh, uh, President Trump tweeted, blah, 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 right? You know what? That's news? I don't, it doesn't, you know, that's newsworthy. So, so that is, that is what's called pseudo news or a pseudo event. Okay, so what we're going to do is, um, we are going to go to, um, to the age of show oh, business. Sorry. We're going to go here to our friends, um, with our, um, well, they're not our friends yet, but I want to give them attribution to Thought Monkey. I will put the description, uh, the link in the description. And what they're going to do is, is they're going to break down, uh, it's a nine minute video. We're going to listen to it together. They're going to break down what I was talking about as far as what the media is, uh, what the media is supposed to do as far as true news compared to, let's say, a pseudo event or what we would, let's say, call, let's say, fake news. But the, the actual term is pseudo news or pseudo event. So, um, we're going to go through this together. All right, let's go for it. Effort of thorough research that really helped me gain more insight on today's topic. The news these days is filled with sensational headlines meant to constantly grab our attention. But why? Shouldn't the news just be a report on significant events that have an effect on our lives? Why are we flooded with breaking news and trending tweets that don't matter? There are two events that are covered in the news world. Those that happen spontaneously, and those that are what the author Daniel Borston calls pseudo-events. Spontaneous events are events that happen by themselves. Things like a local earthquake or terrorist attack. In other words, they are rare, but important enough that the news will cover them because they are noteworthy enough. Pseudo-events, however, are planned, man-made, and mostly predictions of probabilities that may or may not occur. They are mostly used in self-interest as a way to grab attention and gain coverage. For example, there might be a hotel that wants more business, so they hire a PR firm that tells them to set up a celebration of their 13th anniversary. They form a committee of rich people, plan the event, and hire photographers and journalists to report on it. If this were a truly important event, it all would happen on its own. There'd be no need to hire photographers and reporters because they'd be there naturally. In other words, the power to make an event reportable is really based on the power to make an experience. A false event like this hotel anniversary affects people's perception of reality, of what actually is important and what is not. But before the 20th century, people didn't expect exciting news every single day. It was okay if the news was boring or the paper wasn't even published that day because nothing may have happened that was noteworthy. Nowadays, we expect sensational news daily or even hourly. And the journalist is expected to find a story where there is no story. There is increased demand for illusion, which has resulted in a change in how the news is delivered, but also a change in what we expect from the news. The news is a business, and if we didn't create and implement pseudo-events, thousands would be out of work. Fake news has become the norm, and has been propagated even more with the invention of television. TV has made it easy to deliver constant news to millions of people. This has increased the media's ability to feed its audience content while at the same time financially supporting itself. There's surely benefit in watching certain TV shows like documentaries. Nonetheless, in his book Amusing Ourselves to Death, Neil Postman argues that most of what's on TV actually attacks literacy and critical thinking instead of promoting it. Most of the programs and news we watch are rarely informative or thought-provoking. The focus is only to amuse. We may think of TV as a evolution of journalism, but it's not. The automobile, a continuation of the horse for sure, 
electricity replaced candles. DV, however, is not in the slightest a subsequent of typography in written paper, but rather that of the telegraph and photography. Just th so, just real quick. So, TV is not an extension of of the news. It's more of the delivery system, i.e., a photography, a, a camera, a photograph, a phonograph, right? A recording device. Uh, the TV it doesn't it didn't replace the newspaper, right? It's more of the delivery system. Okay. Think about it. When you watch TV, you're actually watching moving images. The average TV shot is 3.5 seconds, so the eye never gets to rest, and always has something new to see accompanied by complimenting sounds. Clearly, it has nothing to do with sharing information. They need your attention so they could put food on the table. Welcome to the age of show business. Notice when people are talking on TV, there often is no time for them to stop and think. You know, the process of thinking, pondering, that would be seen as boring or awkward. But this is a natural part of how we communicate with one another. If we were to watch people on TV have real discussions, we would be bored for the most part. No one wants to watch someone think or fumble over their words. An example would be modern political debates. Each person is required to make a list of ideas before the show, rehearse, and is then granted a limited amount of time to convey them, a threshold. Now, how in hell can a politician introduce his campaign in less than three minutes, let alone another one be able to criticize him in two minutes? Same goes for the so-called modern intellectual shows where the author is questioned not about the actual ideas in his book, but on surface matters like his childhood, how inspiration came to him or about his family. More often the show lingers around the hot journalist asking the questions and the excellent camera positioning. The problem isn't that TV entertains us is that it presents almost all subject matter in an entertaining way. As Wilson Brian Key put it, even the killings are funny. Wonder why would they broadcast a war or terrorist attack if the viewer has no say in it and can't do anything about it? For them, it's no different than airing an action movie. Both add up in entertainment. The news is on four times a night, has attractive anchors on it that talk with a weird news accent, engaging in friendly banter, and constantly flood you with sensational headlines that hook you by telling you part of the story, then say, find out more after these commercials, or make sure to join us tomorrow. What for? The violence broadcasted in a single report is enough for a whole month of restless sleep. Still, we do accept the news anchor's invitation because we realize consciously or subconsciously that None of what we're watching is of serious nature. There is no conspiracy here. It's just a mere understanding that good TV means exciting pictures, music, people, and stories that grab attention. It has no... Alright, sorry. Let me uh, pause right there. You know, do you ever get the feeling or... So see, since I don't watch TV anymore, and let's say I'm at the gym and, you know, they got the screens up and there's all, you know, each TV has different stuff on it or whatever. And there'll be a show, um, one time, one of the shows was on, like, Shazam, Can You Beat Shazam? And people, like, have to guess the song before Shazam guesses it or whatever. But everybody, all the contestants, all the hosts, everybody was so fake. Everything that they do, all their mannerisms, everything, yeah, what's up? You know, it's like, DJ Kelly, you know, like, come on, man, what the fuck? Everything's fake. But see, notice how he was saying... Everything on the screen has to be sensationalized. Why? Because it is TV. It's a production. It is even news media. It's a production that has to grab you. They need to have you locked in 
to their channel because that's how they make money with ratings and 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 uh, slots uh, advertising slots and whatever so they need you locked in longer as much as you can for the longest amount of period that you can why because that is a business that they're in so think back to current times right impeachment or Russia or whatever the fuck right now it's the riots and the mail and the post office and see pseudo event after pseudo event after pseudo event pseudo news fake news reporting after pseudo event see what I mean fake stuff that doesn't really have no consequence right sensationalized everything is sensationalized on TV let's go nothing to do with treating today's global concerns on the contrary everything is assorted and served in a way to stimulate and of course help the business of news get paid on TV, with their frequent bloody arguments and contentions, the role of politicians and thinkers became more so that of actors in a film rather than thought provokers. Postman says that today's American culture is best symbolized by Las Vegas, a place entirely devoted to constant entertainment. Such is the case for American media. And sadly, the medium through which information is shared often will reflect the intellectual level of a whole nation, provided the person maintains regular exposure. Keep in mind, both of the previous books were written long before what we know as the internet today was accessible to billions of people. TV is slowly being put out of business by the internet. Of course, with this comes pros and cons. Today, and especially in terms of political matters, blogs are the new medium, and they're often driven to cover content by what's trending on Twitter or Facebook or whatever is going to sell the most clicks or get the most views. Remember that the media has an incentive to capture your attention because it makes money off of advertising. If no one watches or reads their content, they don't make any money. The author Ryan Holiday is an expert at figuring out what people will click on. According to what he wrote in his book, Trust Me I'm Lying, manipulating the media and scamming your way into the headlines is easier than you might think. It starts with bloggers who will do anything for traffic because first, that's how they make their money and second, they are paid very little. For example, to make $60,000 a year, a blogger needs to get 1.8 million views a month. How do they do that? They often use clickbait headlines, cover fake stories, sell sensationalism, sex, scandal, or hatred, or just make up stuff by going on Craigslist and looking under the section about what people are complaining about today. Some may even be driven to pay people for comments and page views. In one example of how desperate bloggers are for content that will give them traffic, Holiday made a fake memo, sent it out to a bunch of bloggers as if he were an employee leaking that memo from his boss. What happens next? It's common that bloggers don't check their sources and still write about it on their blogs. It starts getting traffic and begins to trend. The mainstream media then picks up on it and sees that there are enough bloggers writing about it that they believe it's credible. They then talk about it on the news with their accents and seconds later millions upon millions of people in the US believe whatever it is they just heard. In addition, today's blogs also make history. It can be the cause of someone's unfounded fame or imminent death in vain. Ryan brings up the case of Tim Pawlenty. This guy had no political campaign and wasn't even a recognized figure in the elections of 2012. He made it quickly to the top and nearly became president of the United States. How come? Well, he simply hired a reporter from the blog Politico to follow him from one city to another with a camera and a laptop documenting his non-campaign. From there came the snowball effect. Major blogs like the New York Times often sponsor and get their article ideas from smaller ones like Politico. And since any news is better than no news in terms of views, what happened was the New York Times covered Politico covering Palenti, much like a Ponzi scheme. 
The guy went from zero to hero with just a few clicks and a camera. Some say it's crazy that the media manipulates us, but if you just start to notice how much of the news is filled with pseudo-events, how TV is filled with imagery and sounds that hook your constant attention, and how what's trending or the internet often makes it onto the nightly news, you'll begin to realize just how infected our media is. Most of us don't think twice about this kind of stuff, but that might just be because when we play by the rules long enough, it becomes our game. Thank you for watching the video. Be sure to share, like, Alright, so, um, you know, they, they broke down really nice, um, they, um, he brought up a professor, I'm sorry, um, is it a professor, uh, Daniel Bornstein, uh, who, what he called pseudo-events, and they did a really good, ex uh, explanation of, of, um, sort of what the media does and not just media but you know how he explained it the clicks right especially nowadays they need those clicks because that's how that's how they make that's how people make money on the internet whether they're news aggregator sites or you know youtube news video places the young turks whatever right so sometimes they'll run with stuff that they hadn't checked, or if it's sensational, sensational enough, they'll run with it, right? So hence we get back to what's been going on in the past couple weeks, especially more recently um, with the gentleman that got shot in Portland and the event with um, Kyle, right? Estem and the riots. And, um, you know, even the way they report things, I mean, cause look, just, just, let's just step back a bit. Come on. We're smarter than that. Let's step back. Look, they, they think, they think we're, we're, we're morons. They think we're stupid, but look, let's step back. Okay. People still can't go to churches. Churches are still closed throughout the country because of COVID. Right. But no problem. March on Washington. No problem. Uh, police brutality marches all over the country. No problem with the rioting. No problem with the looting and everything. But everybody else, all the law. So if you're out there breaking the law and and whatever, right? I mean, it's not law. The the. But it, we all have to abide by the mask and everything, right? People can't go to church. People can't go to school. Fifty percent, and the, and you got to wear a mask inside the restaurants. All this is craziness, right? So the law-abiding citizen is punished while the while the lawbreakers the rule breakers are held up as as a noble you know now i can already tell like you know how these people are i i can already see time you know they do the person of the year and remember last time it was like uh, all the kids all those kids who stood up you know the for the gun rights and and whatever with the school shootings and stuff right i can already tell that this year the person of the year is going to be like the rioter <laughs> well, well, well my bad they're going to be called the protester right they're they're going to that's who the person of the year is going to be the protester right because they're noble you know all the looting all the burning property all the collateral damage that the media doesn't even care about doesn't even re um, report about all those buildings remember all those buildings um that were on fire in the background of these news reports that's somebody's property 
that somebody's store, that somebody's whatever was on fire. That belongs to somebody. Heartbreaking, heartbreaking. This dude, man, built up his, his car dealership. He started with three cars 20 years ago. Worked his way up, had a nice little car lot with about, I think he said like 75 cars or something. I mean, making money, everything good. And, and the what? They come and they burn his whole damn place down. How come the media hasn't talked to you about that guy? How come they haven't had him on Wolf Blitzer's show? The countless restaurants, the countless little storefronts, the countless barbershops and whatever. I don't even know why. I don't even, I, I don't even know what got damaged. Why? Because nobody tells us. Has CNN told you? I haven't seen anything come across my feet other than from the Federalist. Tell me why is it that trusted sources, you know what, why aren't they talking to us about this stuff on the media or to you? I don't watch them. Why aren't they talking to you about it? Do they think that you don't care or is it not important? Do they, con what's more important? The uh, constant push in your face about how racist America is. And how, and how everything's Trump's fault, and how everything's the white people's fault, and how everything is, is systematic, and, 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 and we're never going to get it out of our system, the racism, and this, and that, and over, and over, and constantly, constantly, constantly. The American people are fed up. Law-abiding people with families, and jobs, and businesses like you and me, even if we work for somebody, that's our livelihood, our homes. Even if you rent for an apartment, even if you rent a home, stuff that ain't still, that's your livelihood, that's your life, your liberty, that's your property and your peace. And your, and your, that's you. All of that is you. That is, that is your property. Because see, you have property in your thought. You have property in your liberty. All of that is yours. For a mob to come and destroy it all in the name of, of some false idol? The American people are not going to take this much longer. Good folks. Good folks out there. Plenty of good folks. I meet them every single day. I drive across so many jurisdictions throughout the day. I service people, all kinds of people, throughout North Texas, throughout the DFW area. Clients of all backgrounds, great people all over the place. Friends, people who vote different, who have different political ideologies, great people who respect and love each other and have each other's backs. Something that is repeated in every single neighborhood across this country. Look at your neighbors. Think of your neighbors. Your co-workers. Think. Do you hate them? Do you disrespect them? Do you demean them? Or do you get along with the people around you? Normally, constantly, daily. 
This message that's constantly in our face about hate and anger and, and racism and this and that, constantly, constantly negative, negative, negative. These things have a psychological effect on us. Later on in another show, we'll get into it. I brought it up before about um, cognitive distortions, you know, and thinking errors and these type of things, things that we do on our own inside of our minds that lead us astray. If we're angry, if we're bitter, and I say this over and over and over, if I'm mad at the fucking world, and then I turn on the TV, and they're telling me that I'm never going to be anything because I'm brown skin, because I'm from uh, because I'm from Mexican descent, because I'm not white, and then they tell me that all oh, Trump supporters are racist, and I'm already angry, and I need to take my anger out on somebody, well, why not take it out on one of those Nazis walking down the street with a Trump hat on? The media has blood on their hands. They do. Sober minds need to step up. Wisdom needs to step up. Calmer, mature minds need to step in the breach. Because at this moment, there's very few. There's very few rising to the top in leadership. Everybody's bending the knee to the false idol that tells them that they should kneel. And it could become a problem, especially if and when we look towards these institutions like the media and we trust in them to tell us what's really going on, not with any agenda behind, not with any um, motivation behind what they're, what they're telling us. If we continue to seek the truth, it'll reveal itself as long as you seek it. Remember, wisdom is out there and she calls for you. She calls out to you from the street corner at night. Wisdom is more valuable than gold and silver and diamonds. Seek her out by asking questions, by listening to what somebody tells you on the media and doing some digging on your own. Find the truth for yourself. Yes, put some trust in them to get a mess, to, to get some information, but continue to dig, continue to dig. I think it's time that we start being aware of these things, okay? Because that's what a strong mind does. We are awake, our eyes are open, the cobwebs have been removed, and now we are seeking the truth, we are looking for the light. And we are doing it together. And we're not going to let no media, no institution, any of that try to blur our vision. Okay? And we're going to, we're going to, we're going to mold, we're going to, we're going to plow through all of that. Okay? And that's what we're going to do here together. I want to thank you guys for being with me today. Man, this time flew by really quick. I want to do an extended, but nah, I think we're good enough for today. Look, guys, stay on top of the information. Keep looking for it. Keep seeking it. Just be out. You know, it's, it's all there for you to find, okay? All right, be aware of what the media is doing to you and to us, all right? I want to thank you guys. Please, if you like what you heard today, tell your friends. Share, subscribe. I got the email in the description, and I will put the description to the video. Um, the link in the description. Sorry. Thank you, guys. I love you. Thank you for showing up. Check back soon, and uh, we'll have some. We'll spend some time together. Okay. Love you guys. Stay strong. Stay fit.
mind, body, and soul. Take care of yourselves and your family, and I will see you soon. Peace. This is Thesis.